Drugs. Check. Flats. Check. Engine. Check. Coffee maker. Check. We are going. Okay, boys. On. Listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Nick Trellia. And I am Khalib. And I'm Rachel Kukuchi. As always, we have a great show lined up for you guys. We have the return of the Florida Man Quiz. We're going to be talking about all that nonsense on the stock market. And uh, I have a prediction to make. I think I'm going to start a thing where I make a prediction about what's going to happen during every episode. And I predict that today, Rachel will make a reference to the movie Raising Arizona. So stick around and find out when that happens. It's a very specific prediction, Nick. Let's get started with Wacky World. Wow! I don't believe it. There's something you don't see every day. All right, my story here from the Huffington Post. You. Hmm. <laughs> A thief lectures mom after finding unattended kid in stolen car. <laughs> an Oregon car thief stole an unlocked running car from a supermarket, but came back after he discovered a baby in the back seat. He dropped the baby off, berating the mother for leaving her child unattended, and then drove the car off again. He is reported to have said, my parents left me in an unattended car, and look how I turned out. <laughs> that, that part's a little bit editor- editorializing there. Oh. <laughs> uh, what if that kid was like supposed to defend the car while the mom was gone? A little like, three-year-old? <laughs> a three-year-old defending a car? In, in a little basket? Like, you stay here. No one will take the car if you're in here. Right. And he proceeded to like hide under some blankets in the back or something. Yeah. I wonder how far he got before he realized the baby was in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, moms can be in the grocery store for a long time. That's so true. So he could have gotten pretty far. Any other thoughts on this story, Rachel? Maybe raising Arizona related? I was thinking that this was probably the story that you thought I was going to mention that. Because, yes, I did mention that reference when you first told me this story. Yes. Pre-recording. So the so. prediction it came is, true. It's a good movie. Yeah, as far as movies about kidnappings go. That one's pretty hard. That's a pretty clever one, yeah. All right, who's next? Caleb, what do you have for us? Yeah, so mine is also from Huffington Post, actually. Um, Nasty. Spinach in your inbox. 2016 study on scientists teaching spinach to send emails goes viral. As if spam wasn't enough. (laughs) But, um... Yeah. So, apparently researchers from MIT and University of California, Riverside, were doing experiments where they embed tiny... carbon nanotube sensors in spinach leaves to detect nitroaromatic compounds, which are often found in explosives. <laughs> nice. So basically, you're trying to use spinach leaves to detect explosives. Wow. Similar to like what? an airport dog or something. <laughs> what do they do? Like wave it around in there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so the sensors in the leaves issue a fluorescent signal that's detected by an infrared camera attached to a small computer that then sends researchers an email alert. When in the presence of these, you know, explosive compounds. So you can get an email if there's explosives around. <laughs> around your spinach. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, hey, no. You never know what might be happening in that spinach patch. In the refrigerator, yeah. <laughs> in the bottom. <laughs> who knows what's left in the bottom of, the, of the, the, the produce shelf on your refrigerator? Apparently explosives. <laughs> but why would anyone want this? Well, to quote the MIT scientists, Plants are very good analytical chemists. They have an extensive root network in the soil, are constantly sampling groundwater, and have a way to self-power the transport of that water up into the leaves. Hmm. So apparently it's like a very green sort of alternative to current detection methods. Which suck anyway, and so <laughs> is this going to be worse? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently it works. They were getting so emails weird. from the spinach. Dude, so I, when I was flying back 
to school. I was in the Atlanta airport and they had this dog and it had like slobber all over it. And it was like a bomb sniffing dog. And they were, mm-hmm. and I was in the terminal. Like this wasn't even a TSA thing. I was like sitting, minding my own business. And this dog comes up and sticks its like slobbery little face in like, like all over me and my pants and were all wet from slobber. And they had stuck its face in my open backpack and all my crap inside was covered in slobber. So I would prefer. Yes. Ooh. If someone kind of snuck up behind you and just and took up w- spinach wiggled plant spinach and just in like my face, wiggled it around your backpack. Well, at least it wouldn't be <laughs> slobbery. It would just be you spinachy. Know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It would, <laughs> it, would, it would just like leaves, you know, just be like. Just try to imagine some like giant, like just TSA agent. With and yeah. he's like spinach. crouching around the airport, just like right. rubbing Dusting spinach things on spinach. things. But, but you can't let it's the bunny so rabbit weird. TSA agents run this, though. No, 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 no. No. Uh, all right, Rachel, what you got? So I have, speaking of food, Miller Lite will Venmo you $8 on Super Bowl Sunday if you type a crazy long calorie-burning URL. It sounds too good to be true. Well... Keep listening, and maybe you should do it on Sunday. Miller Lite is giving Super Bowl fans the opportunity to burn a single calorie and earn $8 during Sunday's big game. (laughs) The Molson Coors beer brand announced in a press release on Sunday that is introducing an ad campaign during Super Bowl 55 that pokes fun at Michelob Ultra, a light beer competitor that promotes itself as having 95 calories versus Miller Lite's 96. So Mm -hmm. the Miller Lite commercial airs during the day game telling Miller Lite fans to type in an 836 character URL into their search browser. And apparently the process of typing that many characters into a search browser burns one calorie. And if they do so, they'll score $8 for a signature six pack of beer. This is so one I of the most petty marketing campaigns I've ever so seen. Stupid. Yeah. So I assume that when people do it, mm-hmm. they get like, sent to a link or something whatever that 836 url is Mm -hmm. but only the first 5,000 correctly spelled entries will receive the eight bucks because obviously you know they still want to make money off this campaign right right oh of course the associate marketing manager for miller light said in a statement miller light wants to prove that a one calorie difference shouldn't be a deal breaker both beers are light beers and low calorie, but why should one extra calorie matter if it means more taste? So <laughs> just subtle dig at his competitor there. I mean, since you just burn calories by existing, like I'm sure I've burned calories during this show. Like one calorie, people are really going to get I hung up. I hope you burn calories during this I show. I feel like you burn cal- <laughs> You definitely burn more than one calorie just in the act of going to purchase Miller Lite. But, but I guess if you, you have had... You have to do the same thing for the other beer, though. So it's a net neutral if you were a hardcore beer drinker then i guess those one extra calories would add up <laughs> but you would have to drink a lot okay of beer. Yeah. here's the thing though so the numbers on the labels on your food spoiler alert people aren't really that accurate <laughs> so to try to tell within one calorie i mean the error tolerance on, on these on these labels is like five calories usually so <gasps> to be able second. to re- report within one calorie is just within the error tolerance so it means nothing so what you're telling me is it's a bunch of baloney. Is that Miller Lite may actually have fewer calories than Michelob Ultra? <laughs> well, that's what yeah, that's it's, what it's Miller entirely possible. But that's what Miller Lite's point is. It's it's kind of dumb of Michelob Ultra to say, oh, we have one more calorie, one less calorie, whereas Miller Lite's proving to you, look how easily you burn one calorie. And yet, so for it be that for eight eight dollars for the first five thousand 
entries, that's $40,000. They're willing to spend $40,000 to prove Plus it. Plus the like <laughs> couple million that they spent on a Super Bowl ad because yeah, exactly. 30 you know. seconds of a Super Bowl mm-hmm. ad that's is like a couple money. million dollars. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like 3.5 million or something like that. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Crisis on Wall Street. GameStop is up. What the heck is going on? We have senior Jack Galster, a friend of the show, on to tell us all about it. Jack, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me on. So tell us in layman's terms, like explain it to a five-year-old. What the heck is going on with GameStop? Sure. So <clears throat> this has been a, uh, a huge topic last couple weeks, especially in the Hillsdale College Investment Club. Other guys here are all about memes, all about stocks. And so when those two worlds collide, it's like heaven for them. So uh, One basically- might say that they're just the same thing. Yeah, I, at this point in time, yeah, absolutely. So uh, basically we're gonna talk about a few things today. First off, uh, GameStop stock, gotta say that right, it's almost tongue twister, has been all over the place the last couple of weeks. Way up, way down, way back up again. Uh, so we're gonna talk about why that's happening, why other stocks that are considered meme stocks are the case as well. We're gonna talk about Wall Street bets. We're gonna talk about hedge funds and short selling. And basically what is the controversy behind Wall Street bets, which is the average everyday, uh, like average Joe stock traders and the establishment elite on Wall Street. And like, what's the conflict there? All right, so let's get started real quick. What is shorting, I guess? Because that's the first thing that we have to understand, I guess, to get this. Yeah, so shorting is something that's very common with uh, hedge funds on Wall Street. So hedge funds are kind of your investment group for really wealthy people because they are run by guys that live and breathe the stock market and they charge really high fees to manage this uber-wealthy group of millionaires and billionaires investments. So shorting is the idea where the company that has the money borrows the shares, they sell those shares immediately, uh, they buy them back at a predetermined date, and hopefully they make a profit. So what they're hoping is that the company that they're shorting goes down in value. So you buy uh, you know, GameStop stock at, let's say, $20 a share. You're hoping that it goes down to $10 a share so that when you rebuy you make the difference. So you're buying it back cheaper than what you originally had it for. Okay, and so now GameStop was being shorted pretty heavily on the market, right? Yes, it was. So that's where Wall Street Bets comes in. Wall Street Bets is a group on Reddit. It's like this basic chat that has, as of last week, 2.4 million subscribers. As of today, over 6 million subscribers. Wow. Wow. Yeah, crazy. (laughs) So you can tell what's going to happen. But basically, these guys are all your typical 9 to 5 jobbers uh, who get off work and just want to have a little bit of fun and invest some money in the stock market. So they have started to coordinate their actions. So they look at all the stock market, these millennials guys, and they say, all right, what, what should we do for fun today? <laughs> you know, what are we going to do? Let's all go for GameStop. That's a fun, that's a fun company. We grew up with it, right? We're going to buy Madden 09 there, you know, when we were in the early 2000s. And uh, we are going to, now this, to be fair, this company is in the dumps, right? In July, I think it was trading at $5 a share. And just in, just early January, January 5th of this year, 2021, they were trending around $17 a share. Okay. And basically, all these guys said, we're all going to get on GameStop. So they engage in what's called momentum investing. So everyone gets on this. Everyone buys the shares. 
and it jumps in value. And then as the value increases, everyone's saying, okay, we are going to keep buying. So it fuels itself and it continues to go upwards. Now, this is where it gets tricky. Well, tricky for the hedge funders because they have been shorting. Mm. So shorting runs into problems when you see these big spikes in value. And what happened was the hedge fund guys saw this huge spike and they said, uh-oh, we need to buy now and cut our losses. Now, this is what we call a short squeeze. So basically, the guys say, okay, we're, we're going to, we are going to cut our losses now, buy the shares of what they are, let's say $150 a share, they were 17 that's a huge loss. But what happens now is you see these guys all buying more shares. So it's not the hedge funders are buying, the regular guys are buying, and as a result, you have an increased spike in price. So it's just, it's this big snowball effect that caused GameStop to go up to $468 a share as of last Thursday. Holy crap. Yeah. It's, that's that's, it's that's just a little bit of a jump in price. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any questions like as to what's going on besides what I've said so far? So why is this such a big deal other than people losing a lot of money? Because I know that <clears throat> a bunch of hedge fund, guys, hedge fund guys want to take this to like the, the SEC and stuff. Like, is there any, was anything illegal going on here? Uh, not that we know of at, at the moment. However, uh, the big controversy came about last week Thursday and Friday because Robin Hood I think you guys know what Robin Hood is but for the average person Robin Hood is this zero uh, the costless transaction forum this app where you can buy and sell stocks as you want to and you it takes very little money so a very an average person can partake in the stock market which is really mm. cool gotcha. but um, so uh, Robinhood is considered a uh, a clearing broker, which means that they uh, keep track of all their accounts, who owns what shares of what, etc. They are linked to a clearing house, which basically when any investor says, "All right, I want to make a buy order on a on a stock," they say, "Okay, uh, I want to buy a hundred shares of this company." Great. So now what's going to happen is it actually takes two days. It's not automatic when you say, I want to buy this. At the end of the day, it's not yours automatically. It takes two days for the buyer to get his shares. And it takes two days for the seller of that same company's shares to get the funds, the compensation right. So in this layaway period, in this period where the assets are kind of in limbo, this is where Robinhood has a... Uh, a stash of well they they need to have a stash of cash to serve as collateral and what happens is when you have all these buy orders for GameStop all of a sudden the collateral that they need to have in their possession all like skyrockets mm -hmm. so over the past week what we saw is Robinhood shut down their buying abilities no longer could regular investors say I want to buy GameStop because there were so many buy orders that the clearing house asked that Robinhood um, increase their cash reserves by tenfold, ten times, to account for all this volatility of the sharing. Mm -hmm. So the average guys who now all of a sudden can't buy are saying, "Hold on a second, why are we being restricted? This is not. Right. This is corrupt." And so Robinhood was saying, "Actually, we're doing this because we have to hedge our bets, and we can't become illiquid. You know, we can't." not have the funds necessary to make all these transactions happen. But then, of course, the guys on Wall Street Bets say, actually, 
you know, Robinhood is owned by the same company as um, Melvin uh, Capital Management, and that's a hedge fund that lost uh, 53% mm-hmm. of, its, oh, um, wow. of its assets because of the short selling of GameStop. So where does the truth lie in these two stories? I'm not really sure. We don't really know at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's causing a lot of uh, conflict. So possibly <laughs> some hanky-panky going on between Robinhood <laughs> and uh, yeah. this company. So I actually got an email from Robinhood yesterday. Okay. Um, no way. Yeah. And they're basically saying, they're trying to like lay out their reasons for why they were shorting or uh, stopping the, the, the buy option for yeah. the stocks. Mm-hmm. And the summary of what they're saying is, we didn't want to stop people from buying stocks, and we certainly weren't trying to help hedge funds. At Robinhood, we stand with everyday investors participating in the markets. So what's your personal opinion on that? I was very anti-hedge funders as of last week, and I still am. I I am tempted to believe this story, but I'm also... I don't have any proof one way or another. Mm. I think it's very slick that they didn't come out with this right away uh, and that i mean this happened last thursday and they're coming out with it this tuesday okay. you know the following tuesday. oh they just came out with that yes today? Yeah, yeah. Just wow. yesterday yeah oh yesterday okay. mm-hmm. so mm. yeah it took him a weekend to write those two sentences <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a little bit it. more to the letter but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. so you think this is something that like warrants a little government investigation or what is your thought Oh boy, that's a that's a hot topic right there. Uh-huh. Get the government involved. I think at Hillsdale College we're like anti-government. Okay. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. I well, so, we're not zealots. Yeah. But. <laughs> hey, well, we'll kick you off the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, basically, I was inspired by hearing about Wall Street bets and these guys coming out and investing in these insolvent companies mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I came up, uh, did some research, and I came up with a list of a couple of companies I think that we should all invest in to try oh. to do some momentum investing. Oh, boy, yes. So, so Jack, I, I have a give him a list here, and I kind of want to hear your thoughts on each one, okay? Sure, yep. So uh, first one we have, uh, don't, don't look at them, Jack. I want to hear you. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay. My bad. <laughs> don't get a little peek. trigger happy. <laughs> all right, so uh, Toys R Us, what, what do you think about about that i'm pretty sure they're out of business aren't they? <laughs> does it matter we were, yeah we can that's bring true back. yeah let's bring them back from the dead uh, why not so uh kmart what, what about that uh, also back also i mean a lot of a lot of competition in yeah, that industry dude, right kmart is like texas dude it's back apparently okay uh, I mean, so i did some research and i found this bernie madoff guy he sounds oh he sounds nice like, ponzi schemes what, what what are you talking about he, he's <laughs> telling me he can double my money yeah <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I would do some. <laughs> I would do some more research on that before you like come to a consensus. Yeah, it would. Okay, are you, are you getting sketched out because it was a prison correspondence program? Is how I got in contact with him. I mean, I'm not against prison correspondence <laughs> programs, but like you know, I mean, if it makes your hard cash, why not? But uh, okay, all right, Jack. Thanks for coming out. You're welcome. Teaching us a little. Glad bit I about could the stock share market. a little bit of uh, knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Drop a little brain bomb on you. <laughs> yes, please give us the. Uh, the down low on what stock to buy next. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. want insider Go information. Make, yeah, make yeah. Big a- money. A- now, every couple of weeks, you give us the 411. Now, here's the issue, though. If I tell you guys, I'm basically telling all of Hillsdale County as well. But we want. So it's like, that's public information. But that's then. exactly what we but want. But we want momentum there? trading. Yeah. Right? Oh, good point. Are yeah. we the next Wall Street bets? Uh, yes, sir. Ooh. We can disseminate the information very quickly. Ooh, so. I like that. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. And today, it's time to bring back an old favorite. Florida Man Quiz. Yeah! 
All right, so rules of the game. I'm going to read three different headlines, and two of them are real. One of them is fake, and you guys need to tell me which one of them is fake. Oh, I like this. All right. Here we go. Back at it again. All right, starting it off. First one. Florida man bites off neighbor's ear because he wouldn't give him a cigarette. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. Number two. Florida man gets charged with battery after giving girlfriend a wet willy. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a Florida man too fat for jail. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man too fat for jail. Dude, what kind of jail is that? I'm going to think... I say A. A's fake? Yeah, I think it's the Biden ear. Well, I don't know. I just really like the idea of the Florida man being like, nicotine isn't addictive, and then just like... Bites the ear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that the giving girlfriend wet willy one is fake. Uh, it is, in fact, the cigarette one. Yes. yes. What? The other two were real. All right, number two. First one, Florida man makes beer run with gator in hand. With gator in hand? <laughs> Second one, Florida man burns himself after dancing naked around a fire for the solstice ritual. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's real. <laughs> like, that's, that's really specific. Finally, Florida man breaks into Burger King and drinks gallons of deep fry oil. Ooh, there's okay, no way. That one, that that one, one is not real. real. See, yeah. I'm going to say that A, the gator in hand one, is fake. Wait, can you repeat the gator in hand one? Yeah, Florida man makes a beer run with gator in hand. Oh, I think it's definitely C, the, the oil drinking one. The oil drinking is real. Uh-huh. What? The oh. gator in hand is the fake oh. one. So Let's go. Hold on, hold on. That's not biologically possible to drink gallons of oil. <laughs> hey, Florida man is a different species, man. <laughs> That's right, there you go. All right, it, last one. It was probably cold. All right, so we are all tied up at one, right? Yes, so tied up at one. This is for the W. <laughs> last one. Florida man kills five gators, eats them for Super Bowl meal. <laughs> awesome. Florida man beats ATM, says it gives it gave him too much cash. <laughs> and finally, Florida man falls asleep while robbing home. <laughs> That's like one of those. Have you seen the the purple mattress? commercials not a yes. sponsor by the way yes yes where the robbers like the break in lock. and they they like, like oh, is that a purple mattress and it's like they goldie lay down and go to sleep yeah mm-hmm. okay mm. so we have atm we have gators and we have falls asleep i'm gonna say the atm one is fake can you repeat the second one florida man beats atm says it gave too much cash beats i think ATM that's real it gave too i think much. that's real yeah i think that's real repeat the first one Florida man kills five gators, eats them for Super Bowl meal. Uh, I gotta go with C. I gotta go with C. Yeah, I'm going with C too. It. There was an angry man uh, beating up an ATM because he says it gave him too much cash, but there wasn't a man killing five gators. Oh, oh wow. No, I would have thought see, that was Okay, I remember the headline real. about the guy beating the ATM. Yeah, well, I'd I, seen that before. You see, I remember it, and I was like, was it the generator? I had the same <laughs> thing you did. Was the generator? Was That's the exactly headline? what I was thinking, too. I was like, did Nick tell me about this <laughs> <laughs> last year? So I think Kaleeb won this one at two points. Oh. Is that right? Oh, nice. Nice. Well done, Kaleeb. Another win in the books. Man, mm. all these trophies are getting heavy over here, guys. <laughs> wow. Caleb's usually pretty good at the Florida Man one, especially. All right, you've been listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Thank you for listening, and tune in next week.